everybody, and welcome to another hopefully exciting edition of Creekside Outdoors. As always, I'm your host, Eric Miller. And this week I'm going to be doing a little bit of commentary. There's been a lot of, uh, in the news about the upcoming election, the primary, which uh, for all those of you listening, it's by the time you hear this, it's probably going to be over, but the primary is Tuesday. Um, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. It seems that some of the... Uh, the Democrats are going to hold the license increase over the head of the game commission, um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the show. I got some stats for you. Um, April was our first full month, um, as far as the show goes. We our first uh, podcast was in March, but I just got the stats back for May. I'm sorry for April, and um, things look pretty good. I got to say, I was I was actually surprised. I wasn't expecting much, but the results we got back are pretty promising. So I want to go ahead and share that with you guys first. Um, all these stats are according to Podcast uh, Alley. And uh, so let's see. Uh, as of right now, according to Podcast Alley, we are Creekside Outdoors is the only podcast dedicated solely to hunting and the outdoors in Pennsylvania. And I kind of knew that going in because I don't think there's very many uh, hunting related podcasts out there so and I do have to give a shout out to huntingpa.com for uh, working with me and getting the word out so to speak on the podcast um, they were generous enough to kind of form a partnership with me to sponsor this podcast so uh, thanks to hunting PA for for helping me out I appreciate it now on to the stats um like I said, according to Podcast Alley, for the month of April, Creekside Outdoors was the 135th overall ranked sports podcast. When I say overall ranked sports, I'm talking about all the sports, hockey, basketball, baseball, uh, fantasy sports, skiing, snowboarding, skateboarding, all that stuff, anything sports related. And we were the 135th ranked podcast in the sports category for the month of April. That's pretty good. I got to tell you, I was surprised about that. That is some, some good news. Now, as far as I could tell on podcasts, they didn't break it down into hunting uh, and outdoors uh, category. They didn't break it down into that. But from what I could tell going down the list of all sports, we are the top rated outdoor and hunting podcast for the month of April according to Podcast Alley. So that is fantastic news. I got to tell you, I'm really excited about that. I didn't expect that because there are some other good podcasts out there uh, dealing with uh, with hunting in the outdoors. Um, and for the month of April, for all podcasts, all categories, this is, we ranked 2,827 out of 19,000 podcasts. That's pretty darn good, I got to tell you. So we were we were number twenty. I'm sorry, we were number two thousand eight hundred twenty-seven out of nineteen thousand and two podcasts that were available for download, according to Podcast Alley, for the month of April. So that's pretty good, <laughs> you know, considering that we were really uh, specific to you know just hunting in the outdoors and to rank to break you know the top three thousand. That's pretty darn good. I gotta I gotta tell you, I feel good about that. So, but that, 
we wouldn't have gotten to those rankings for the month of April without listeners like everybody out there listening. So I do have to say thank you to everybody out there that's been downloading and, and listening to Creekside Outdoors podcast. It means a lot that our rankings are pretty pretty well up there. I got to tell you, I'm, like I said, I'm excited about that. So that's great. Um, I plan on you know continuing to try to grow this and hopefully we can pick up some other sponsors and, and um, you know, we can we can sink some money into some other stuff to try to make it better. One of the things I'd like to try in the near future is, is video podcasting. Um, I got to see what formats they use. So I know a lot of people are downloading it to their iPods and they have this new video iPod now. So I got to see what formats uh, the iPods and these video players actually um run on but that's something i want to try because i do have a lot of footage um you know that's basically sitting on mini dv cassettes now and not really doing much so it'd be kind of neat to try to experiment with that so um maybe down the line we will try to break into that but that's it's pretty cool i've watched some other podcasts that show video and it is pretty neat i think uh i think you my listeners would probably enjoy it so um Going to another item here. For the month of April, actually to date, excluding um, listeners in the United States, I've heard from four other countries, people in four other countries. Um, I've heard from people in Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, and I actually heard from somebody in Taiwan too, which is kind of cool. They were pretty interested in just how things were, were shaping up here as far as hunting and I guess they had spent some time in the States and they were uh, maybe got bitten by the hunting bug when they were here. But the rumor basically said that they appreciated the podcast and uh, wanted to get a little bit more info on um, different hunting seasons and things like that in Pennsylvania. So um, thanks to my overseas listeners. I appreciate it. That's that's uh, fantastic. And hopefully you will continue to tune in. But with all these listeners we have, and I got to say, it, from tracking it with our, our site meter, it looks like we're growing like almost daily. Um, it seems right now most people are just downloading our podcast and they're not necessarily subscribing. And I'd like to urge everybody, if you could, just um, even if even if you, you want to download it, if you could just subscribe to it. That way I can track better um, who all my my listeners are and, and how dedicated they are and it just gives me a better idea of who uh, who's out there listening so even if if you're not you know too familiar with it if you could just uh follow the instructions on our webpage there and subscribe to it and that really gives me a better understanding of who's out there and and what they're uh listening to and downloading and and uh things like that so if you could and you don't mind uh i'd appreciate if if uh we get more subscribers because I want to see that that uh, people reading daily. Uh, if you'll look on our webpage, you'll see it says readers per um, feed burner. That just says how many people are reading that day. Um, so I'd like to see that increase as well. And when I say readers, I mean subscribers. So if you enjoy Creekside Outdoors podcast, um, hopefully you'll um, want to subscribe. And for all those people that are subscribing, I'd like to thank you means a lot that uh, you're interested enough to to subscribe so but 
regardless whether you're downloading or just browsing our webpage uh, and blog, or if you're an actual subscriber, I want to hear back from you. I, I live on feedback. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, whether you email me at creeksideform at earthlink.net or you uh, leave a comment on the blog. Either way, I, I want to hear from you guys, really. I, even if you dislike the show and you think it's a bunch of fooey and you're not interested, hey, let me know. If, I don't care if it's bad feedback. Feedback is feedback to me, good good or bad. I You can kind of judge the direction I want to take the show. But uh, please, if you listen and, and you enjoy it, let me know. If you listen and you don't like it, let me know. I, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Um, hopefully, you know, some of you guys that are enjoying it and, and uh, maybe you can make suggestions, what you want to hear us talk about, who you want to see us interview. Just let me know anything like that. I'm always looking for, for feedback and info and what my listeners want. So don't be, uh, don't be shy. Send me an email or make it, leave a comment on the blog, but give me your feedback. I want it. I want it bad. So, and one final note just about the show. I'm up on our webpage. I now have a photo album up. Um, I have my 2005 turkey, the 2006 youth turkey, and my 2006 regular season turkey. But if you're a listener or a subscriber and you like the show and you want your um, your photo up there, just email it to me and I can get it up there for you. So, um, I'd appreciate it. You know, I'd like to expand that photo album a little bit. So. With that, let's get into some hunting news. Um, like I had hit on before, there was an article that uh, looks like it was written by Bob Fry last Sunday, which is a little over a week ago, but it says, Democratic lawmakers balk on license hike. And before even reading this, I could tell you right away, people went off. They weren't happy with how their 2005 deer season went. They contacted their state representative and basically complained. Now, I don't have any problem contacting your representative. If you're not satisfied with the way some things are going in Pennsylvania, you have every right in the world to go ahead and contact them. But when it comes to wildlife management, and things of that nature, representatives really don't have a place in wildlife management. I, I understand deer sightings were down. Some people went a whole week without seeing deer and Hey, I can sympathize. Believe it or not, I've hunted on private property, the same property I um, my family owns up in up in Potter, uh, Potter County. And there's been days uh, back before herd reduction where I sat and didn't see a deer all day. And you know what? I took it with a grain of salt. That happens. You, if you're expecting to go out every single time and see a deer, a deer. Uh, in my opinion, I believe you're hunting for the wrong reasons. Sure, everybody likes to see deer, but it, these are wild, free-ranging animals. And if you don't see one every time you go hunting, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, it blows my mind that somebody would say, I didn't see any deer this season, and I'm going to call my representative and tell them they got to put some pressure on the game commission. You know, and that's that's just not the way to go. I'm sorry. I'm sure there's some of my listeners out there that probably have done that, but I got to tell you, it, your representative or senators really don't have, um, you know, 
any wildlife management background. So why are they, you know, getting involved? Sure, with some legislation they have to, as far as like license increases, um, things like that. Sure, legislation has to be passed in order for some things to change. Sunday hunting is another instance. But when it comes to actual, you know, wildlife management populations, things like that, there's no way a representative should be holding the much-needed license increase over the head of the Game Commission. That, that's just terrible. And part of me thinks it's just solely because we got this primary coming up. But let me just, just uh, read you a quick quote here from, I believe it was, um, let me find out who it came from here. There it is. Uh, State Representative Mike Hanna of Clinton County sent a letter to Pennsylvania Game Commissioners on behalf of the Democratic Policy, uh, Policy Committee dated April 27. In it, he said that he is happy to report that there is not a single Democratic vote in favor of recently introduced legislation to increase the cost of hunting licenses. That That's just terrible. You know, I'm, I hate to be frank, but this surrogate, he's, you know, I, I emailed him when I, you know, when uh, to basically voice my opinion on everybody that was on the um, House uh, Committee for Game and Fisheries and told him, please, you got to vote. DCNR has the general fund that they can fall back on. The Game Commission is solely funded by uh, hunting, lic- hunting and trapping licenses, and they need, whether you like the Game Commission or not, whether you think they wiped out the deer, it doesn't matter because you're not going to get it any better with another type of uh, agency in there. You're not. The the Game Commission is the best thing going for hunters right now. Whether they like it or not, you've got to support this agency. And running to your representative is absolutely, in my opinion, the wrong thing to do for for wildlife management. Now, we just interviewed Merlin Benner last week, and I had people tell me that it was all propaganda. I, I don't see how anybody could think this was propaganda. I asked questions to Merlin, and he answered it straight up. He's a wildlife biologist. So am I. This stuff is what we went to school for. It's what we did. Uh, Merlin still does it um, on a full-time basis. I did it for four years. And it really, it, there's, there's no way to make this stuff up. It's, this is what's happening. And, you know, for those who are dissatisfied, I, I do apologize that your deer sightings were down for this past season or you didn't see a deer or whatever. But, you know, like Merlin said last week, it's going to get better. With with a better habitat, the reproductive rates are going to increase. And you're going to see more deer than you're currently seeing now. You're not going to see what you saw back in the heyday, and that was just poor management. There's no way if, if people are seeing 100 deer a day, that it's not adversely affecting the habitat. I'm sorry, but there's no possible way. Um, so, you know, this, you know, any representatives that, that listen in, you guys have no, no reason to get involved in wildlife management. You're, you're, the people you're representing, they don't like how many uh, deer they saw this past season. Well, they're not biologists, and I don't think they fully understand what, is really going on as far as habitat degradation and things like that. So um, let let the biologists do their job. You may not like what they have to say, but it's science-based, and 
They do this full time. This is what they were hired to do. Let them do it. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, another interesting note, while we're, <laughs> we're talking about the uh, politics, so to speak, anybody familiar with um, Senate Bill 868, basically what that does is it's going to increase the amount of in lieu of taxes that state agencies like the Game Commission and Department of Conservation and Natural Resources are going to have to pay. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think it, it almost triples what the Game Commission's in lieu of tax is going to be. So being the, the uh, responsible, if that's the right word, um, Hunter, I contacted my senator, who in this case is John Rafferty, because I'm in the 44th district. And basically I asked him to, um, you know, to not vote in favor of SB 868 just because of the Game Commission's financial status. This will act, you know, absolutely put a hurting on them and, and uh, you know, they need our, our help. They need the license increase. And, you know, if they don't get the license increase and this SB 868 passes, you know, they're going to be in a world of hurt. And um, like I said, you know, just a few minutes ago, whether we like it or not, we need the Game Commission and they are the best thing going for us. So we've, we've got to really, as responsible hunters and conservationists, we've got to help them out. Um, so I wrote, I wrote a letter to Rafferty. Basically, he wrote back telling me that um, uh, let's see the purpose behind S, uh, SB 868 is for the state to make a contribution to local governments for services that may be used at the state park level I reiterate state park level i.e. police, ambulance, fire in some instances people live in rented homes or state park land and they send their children to public schools and because it is state land are exempt from paying any school tax I must be frank I support the concept well I mean that's fine you know, but state parkland, as, as you guys, I'm sure, know, falls under the jurisdiction of the DCNR. And the DCNR has the state general fund kind of at their uh, uh, disposal, if you will. Now, the Game Commission does not have any money from the general fund. None. So I basically replied to this uh, letter from uh, Rafferty and told him that, you know, Look, I'm sure there's people living on state land, but state land, I'm sorry, state park land, but state park land is not state game lands. It's you know, completely two separate uh, entities. And he wrote back telling me, I'm, you know, I'm mistaken on two parts. Um, uh, about the, you know, again, like I said, he told me, reminding me that there are residents living in Evansburg. Now, at this point, I'm kind of getting frustrated with this guy because. If, if he was really, you know, I, I guess um, wanting to stay as neutral as possible, he would have told me, thank you for your, you know, your comments. I'll take them into consideration. But no, he's got to write back and, and, you know, text and letters are hard to judge, you know, emotion. But it seemed as if, as if he's kind of frustrated with me. So I fired back telling him it's obvious that he doesn't, uh, realize um, that state park land is run by the DCNR, which has general funds, and state game land is is managed by the Game Commission, which receives no general fund uh, money. And uh, because it's you know apparent that he either doesn't uh, care about the financial stability of the Game Commission or he's not aware that 
uh, game lands and park lands are managed by separate people, I told him I'm going to urge all my family, friends, and you, fellow sportsmen and women, to not vote, uh, not cast a vote in favor of John Rafferty in the upcoming election. Now he's he is a pretty decent guy, but this lack of knowledge about a bill that he's obviously voting on and in favor of really, you know, it it just rubbed me the wrong way. So, um, you know, my dad's pretty, uh, you know, pretty irate about it too. I mentioned to him about it, and you know, so. Anybody out there listening right now who um, is in the 44th district, um, you know, it's obvious that John Rafferty really doesn't have the interests of the game commission um, in mind. And I'm sure he's got other issues, you know, perhaps more important, perhaps not. But to completely uh, ignore really just, uh, <laughs> oh, anyway, that's that. Um, Let's see, a couple more things here, and then, then we're going to wrap it up. But I uh, was able to get out a couple weeks ago up in Northumberland County to one of my grouse spots, and I'm happy to report that um, I walked about, this was about two miles in and two miles back, and I heard at least 15 grouse drumming. Um, so that's good. That's promising up there. And I'm, uh, if you listen to Merlin's interview as well, he said they're all over the place up there, or I believe he said they're everywhere up there in, in the Tioga and Potter. So that's good good news too. And one last thing before I wrap it up here. Um, I was listening to uh, a Penn State broadcast and apparently Penn State's been doing some hunter movement um, uh, GPS work and they've been working in, let me see if I get this right, 180 square mile state forest in central Pennsylvania. And they are reporting that this the state forest might not be overhunted like everybody, um, you know, I'm sure you've heard the people complaining that there's no deer left. Well, Penn State's reporting that they don't think this, this particular state, 180 square, square mile state forest is overhunted. And the reason they say that is that their GPS um, study said that, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase this, but this is what the stat said. Half of their study area is less than one-third of a mile from a road. Yet, uh, let's see, uh, I'm sorry, greater than one-third uh, mile from a road. So half the study area is, is further than one-third of a mile away from the road. Yet, less than a third of the hunters actually reached these areas in the deep woods. So let me repeat that. Half of the 180-square-mile state forest study area is less than a third of the mile from... Great, I'm sorry, further than a third of a mile from the road. Yet less than a third of the hunters actually reached these areas in the deep woods. Uh, now this information was relayed by Dwayne... I uh, hope I get his name right. Dwayne Diefenbach. And basically what Dwayne is saying that hunters are clustered along the roads and that hunter harvest is not evenly distributed across the state forest. It's clustered around that, uh, that area uh, closer to the roads. So I'm sure there's people out there that do hike back. They get back way out there. But they're saying that less than a th third of the hunters actually reach 
the the area the study areas that are considered deep woods so hope that was clear it's kind of difficult with you know the half study area is uh, let's see um, greater than a third of a mile from the road yeah that's exactly how it is half of the study area is more than a third of the mile from the road but less than a third of the hunters surveyed actually reach that area so that's pretty interesting um, and Penn State in this report saying that uh, you know, the deer or that those areas may not be over hunted so that's that's kind of interesting. So keep that in mind, guys. If you're hunting in this test area or this survey area that the Penn State's doing, it's it's kind of interesting. But um, that's pretty much all I had this week. Just wanted to give you a brief commentary. I can see I'm coming up on 25 minutes. And I don't want to bore anybody anymore. So um, I got an interview lined up next week. I'm waiting to hear back if, if our guest is going to be able to, to um, make it this later this week. Um, to, to do this interview but um again i want to thank everybody for getting us to where we are according to podcast alley that's pretty exciting news and uh, lots of good stuff coming up and um i do want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening and please continue to do so and uh subscribe to our show and send me feedback send me an email or or make a comment on our blog whatever but let me know how i'm doing let me know what you think like i said if you dislike it or if you really like it or if you're you know you're you're uh, pleased with how things are going let me know i'd appreciate it all right and with that i'm gonna sign off thanks everybody for uh tuning in and have a good one this week's episode of creekside outdoors has been brought to you by huntingpa.com pennsylvania's premier outdoor website for all things hunting and outdoors in pennsylvania visit huntingpa.com